0: Uh, but with that being said, and with that being said, we're good. And with that being said, with that being said, I am. Hey.
1: Now, nah, with that being said.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to our 5 is 1 podcast, and with that being said, my name is Jonathan Heimbach, Coach Jaime. I'm the offensive line coach for the XFL Arlington Renegades, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gerald Foster.
1: Hey, what's up guys? Always
0: happy to be here. Legendary offensive lineman for the Nebraska Huskers.
1: That's all uh, not true. That's a <laughs> that like I'm not even gonna lie. Coming out of Nebraska for you to say that with Dude. all those grates on the walls, guys. Stop man. being so
0: stop being so modest. And uh, this podcast has a little bit of an XFL flair. We're getting ready to kick off the season, and Gerald was a participant in 2.0 XFL, so we're going to get into some of that. And then we've got a new co-host, uh, Travis Jones, is with us, and Travis has been around college football around the game of football since maybe a long time I'll let you get into some of your roots Travis but as as a as a player as a parent of a current college football power five offensive lineman we've got some awesome uh takes some awesome um insight and Travis welcome to the show man
2: appreciate you appreciate you having me on Uh, it's uh it's uh it's gonna be fun I'm, I'm looking forward to joining uh joining you guys and mixing it up and uh, seeing where this goes and and adding some flair to it. So uh, let's get this thing going. I I think
0: think. it's it's cool right now that we've got everybody representing something with what they're wearing. Not only am I rocking the new spring line five is one hats that are going to be out soon. And we'll talk about my shirt and who the new sponsor is for the podcast. But Gerald, you're rocking kind of the black shirts swag for the, uh, for the Huskers.
1: You know, I had to throw on my. Uh, it kind of looks like like I'm an old one of those OG coaches with the the Nebraska, the Reds, not there kind of vibe. Yeah, no, I had to. Right, I I see. I see. Travis has on this Michigan hat, and I'm like, there's no chance that I'm gonna sit here and I'm just gonna act like you know, it, it, there's not a little bit of beef. Obviously, one team's a little bit better in the last couple of years than the other, but obviously, Michigan's yeah. okay too. Yeah, Michigan. Over-
0: <laughs> Travis, tell us a little bit about the hat. What's what's the connection? It was, was it just kind of the you know the first thing that you grabbed, or or do you wear that hat a little bit every every couple of days? I,
2: I, I do wear the hat. I do uh, represent uh, you know a two and, uh, and the big house and uh, and whatnot. Uh, not only being a lifelong fan, um, I am a trader originally from Ohio, but uh, I've grown up and uh, have been a lifelong fan of uh, the University of Michigan. And uh, my son was blessed uh, to have a opportunity of a full ride scholarship there and, and was on the, was on the, the squad this past season as a, a red shirt freshman and, uh, looking forward to year number two out the gate. So we're excited to see how things happen. Uh, uh, some changes, some newness, uh, you know, coming, coming down the pipeline, spring games coming up. So, uh, Uh, Gerald, take some, take some notes, you know, do do a little bit of scouting, (laughs) do a little bit of scouting, you know, so you can report back to Lincoln of how, how, how things are going to be when that, when that game happens when we roll into into Lincoln in uh, mid September, uh, hopefully we'll be at that game together and, uh, One of us will uh, have a bigger smile on the other face, but we'll be uh, toasting beverages uh, together and having fun. So
1: I was going to say, at the end of the day, as long as I got a drink that, you know, uh, non-alcoholic, me sitting there with a Gatorade, right? uh, (laughs) As Jaime's putting up one of our sponsors, you know, instead of me uh, sitting there with a beer, I'll... uh... I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, right. And it's
0: it's all in good spirits. College football is one of the greatest spectacles. I think that's something that brings us close together. You know, I mean, just seeing uh the history that we have together. I know there's a big matchup. We all have Colorado roots right now. Gerald's running our training in uh in Colorado Springs and Monument with the five is one training for youth and high school and college guys. Um, and I know there's a big matchup coming up this year that the Huskers are going to be back in Boulder. And that's kind of one of Ooh. those old school matchups that should be fun this year. So Gerald, we, you got to keep your head on a swivel once, once the Huskers start getting close to coming to Boulder for that week two matchup, that's going to be a fun one to see coach
1: prime. I can't wait. Right. It's going to be coach prime. We'll see exactly how that program is. Uh, coach rule is going to be his first time going against uh, well, well, second game but I'd probably say the first big game of the year going uh going out there to play Colorado I I'm excited for it I'm gonna be there gotta be there because you know if, it, if I'm gonna be an hour away what am I gonna sit on my hands while I have to watch my boys take it to the to the boulder buffs or whatever they call themselves it really doesn't matter so uh you yeah, know that's gonna be a whole lot of fun
0: well, you know, because Nebraska can always overlook their warm-up games. Like that Georgia Southern game was really, you know, no big deal. So, you know, they should be able to <laughs> right? those group of five teams.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, God bless Nebraska. Bro,
0: too easy. You set me up on
1: that one. So. I'm not even going to lie to you. The problem is, is that we really do do stuff like that. You know, we're, we're coming into those games and everyone, well, back in the day, everyone always thought, oh, let's not even look at these games. When your team is barely being able to play against Purdue and Illinois, nothing against those programs, but yeah. If we if we're having struggles against those teams, we can't beat those teams, then you gotta go against those non-conference games thinking the exact same thing. This is us giving it everything we got, and we need to put it all out there so we can get the dub. Like I hope that Coach Row comes in with that kind of mentality and gets everybody on the same page. Michigan.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, let's talk about bowl games. Um, how, how'd things go, Travis, for, for the boys in Maize and Blue for their big matchup? Hey, you
2: know, it was an exciting Ooh. game. It was an exciting Ooh. game. You uh, we were there. Man, you got we, to we see it, right? I was there. I was you there. got to see. You got to uh, see
1: that train wreck. Yeah, I fun, did. Wasn't I it?
2: did. I did. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was the best seat in the house compared to, um, you know, a Nebraska fan had which was at home. Um, You know, you could have been at home and watched a lot. You, you, I could have been at home, but you know, even being there was awesome. And uh, to be honest, it was a great, it was a great experience that the the energy was live. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Um, You know, Hey, it didn't work out in our favor, but uh, I, I like it. It keeps that taste in their mouth. Um, and they're going to come back even better, and I, I love it. They're opening up as uh, I think uh, number four in the odds to win the Oof, national championship. Negative eight hundred. What a hard. Um, I think Nebraska is at like twenty one hundred in their points to make it. But, I, I'm no, not that's, sure. That's I didn't, Travis. Good at that long. That, that's Travis that saying,
1: list. "Put put your money on Nebraska." And you know the problem is, sir, Travis. I, no, no, this is the thing that I don't like is that he's putting us against each other. Okay, he's putting the he Big Ten against each other because they're not they're not a part of the Big Ten yet. When he finally joins in and he gets to see where real football yeah. is, then he's going to have to deal with it. And that's that's yeah. the day. I mean, the, the SC guys sitting over hey, here are you, are you ready? Are you
0: ready for us? Because you know we were all ready to rock and roll, and then all of a sudden we <laughs> ran into uh, the the vaunted uh, Green Wave of Tulane. You know, <laughs> I was going to say, which, uh, so
2: you know, talk I about. Think all- I think all three of our schools um, mm-hmm. didn't have the, the outcome that we wanted when it came down to it. So, uh, but you are correct, Gerald, he's going to have to come in and see what big boy football is all about. I know what- he played back in the day where it was grounded pound and, and, you know, and, and all of that. Um, but that that's making a revisit. It really hasn't left the big 10 it's left other conferences, um, you know, a- around the nation, but it hasn't really left the Big Ten. So, I like to see how that's going to happen in the in their you know their finger paint finger painting fingernail painting uh, quarterback <laughs> how that's going to last hey, uh, in go. the Big Ten. So, um, okay. but uh, this is the nope. kind of stuff that I enjoy, man. This is this is great, man. Uh, three guys that have good vibes with each other, but they're all root for three different teams. And soon they're going to be in the same conference. So it's going to be great material for shows that are going to be coming coming down the pipeline. So you guys out there listening and watching, stay tuned because it's going to get better and better and better.
1: Yeah, and definitely.
2: No Go ahead, Joe. You know what's up?
1: <clears throat> oh, I was going to say just the Big Ten fans. You got to watch us. You got to be able to give us your insight, let us talk about all the crap that you guys want to talk about on the air. Give a You know, send the comment, Nebraska, wow, look how great we're doing this year. Michigan's doing so bad. I'll be like, yeah, you're <laughs> right, but I'm not going to go too deep into it. You know, the best part about where I'm at right now with Nebraska is that we're not expected to do anything, so, so if we can just win a couple of these games coming into the year, we beat Colorado, and then we find our way uh, September beating Michigan. I don't know. I, I won't stop talking for until uh until SC comes. Okay. Right.
0: We'll be there, we'll be there soon enough. You, yeah. you gotta <laughs> you got ease your way into playing big boy ball when the Trojans all of a sudden come rocking um the uh the Big Ten. But uh yeah, that's it's gonna be, you know, college football's changing. We all know it, we've seen it, the, the landscape has changed. There really are no conference borders anymore. I know Texas and OU, they're ready to jump to the SEC. It's it is the haves and the have nots. And and you know, as we kind of wrap up a fall season, college football, it was an incredible bowl season. Congrats to Georgia. They were by far the 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 team of the of the season. Um big news, they just lost their offensive coordinator. So to the NFL, there's lots going on, lots changing, but Guys, what'd you think about the Super Bowl? I mean, this past Super Bowl was pretty impressive. I mean, you probably had the two best teams. Yeah, the best teams matched up. And I think that's the way that the fans wanted it. And um it was pretty cool to see how close that game was. I mean, just the back and forth and you know, the, the Eagles being able to really dominate time of possession and 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 snaps that they had throughout the game, but all of a sudden put the ball on the ground, scoop and score. We got a ball game. And then just to see how things escalated and snowballed towards the end of the game. Gerald, you you took a little trip down to Arizona. What was kind of the vibe down in AZ as you were down that way in the mix and and running through all that
1: down there? AZ was it was a whole lot of fun, right? I I try to like hold back on half these uh half the stories. It was celebrities everywhere. It didn't matter where we went. And, you know, me being lucky enough to, to have played and have uh, teammates, we were able to go to a whole lot of crazy parties, be around all these, like, big names, celebrities, all these crazy stuff. Um, Name, drop. Management. Name drop.
0: Name we, drop. We need a couple waste. names.
1: <laughs> waste management was wild. Uh, well, talking about <laughs> – <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's a <laughs> – we <laughs> were down. out with Micah Parsons. We were out with uh, Vander Esch. We were um, – Able to see their Johnny Manziel was down there. Um, what you call it? uh Quarterback for the God bless. I'm going to look like the worst uh fan ever. Burrow was there. Okay.
0: Joe Burrow. And, yeah, and they, were, and the they were all saying, they're all saying this one guy from Nebraska, Gerald Foster was there. They <laughs> this were one guy. Over, like, you, bro. So go ahead. What's call it
1: called? Busting with the boys. they were there. Yeah. Compto was out. Uh, Taylor was out. It was sweet. It was crazy to see all these, you know, all these big names walking around having a great time. And everyone was cool. It was a whole lot of fun. Um, talking about the game, though, right? I us yeah, get to the game. The game. To I enjoyed the game. The game. I enjoyed yes. the game until the end. I am, I am the one that does not want a ref to be the person who decides the, the outcome of the whole thing. I understand from you know, we we can bring up the picture, bring up the picture. We'll, we'll throw it up there. <laughs> Hope people can see it right now. Okay, the picture is up hold there. My boy you juju. you, you gotta might,
0: hold my boy Juju, you can't <laughs> hold Juju down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you might, you might say that's a hold, but the thing is, is how many of those happen all over the field, all the time, right? For that to be the call that's made right at the end of the game, that's the only time that I'm ever like, you know what? Why don't you let the boys play it out? The ball selled another. 10 yards into the end zone pass where Gigi was. I don't know if he had gotten there. I don't, you know, I can't sit here and say he did. But uh, for how exciting that whole game was, for it to end the way it did, at least it was a smart play by uh, the running back. That was cool to, like, for the commentators to be able to explain to people what was going on. Yeah, a lot of people didn't understand that, why he stopped. I was like.
2: That's, hey. that's big time. That's big time because he's going to be able to go back and tell his kids and grandkids you know look at the time that I could have I could have been the guy to score a touchdown he may never get that opportunity ever again Completely. you know but but he totally that was that was total uh, I'm going to put the team's interests in front of mine and that's you know that's the five is one mantra right that's the that's the o line mantra you know team before me type of thing and he demonstrated that on the highest platform the funny thing is about that clip and and when you go back and look at it we'll we'll have it we have it showing here um is The NFL films caught the the best angle of that hold. But also, if you look in the background, you've got the left tackle going hands to the face on the end. So really... You've got you've got a potential there that is offsetting right offsetting that ball goes right back to where it was and and we're redoing everything and who knows what the landscape and the outcome may happen with that so I mean just like you're saying like you don't want to see that I don't and I, I agree with you I'd hate to see a game be put on the line by a call but it also was put on the line by a no no call the same play you've got both instances happen which is a parody of how this season really happened in the NFL I feel this year so it it is it
0: is crazy to see a full season come down to that last drive and you really saw (laughs) some great football IQ by the by just the game plan I mean you got to give credit to Andy Reid and his staff, and Andy Heck, the offensive line coach, and Eric Bieniemy. I mean, you're looking at juggernauts in the coaching profession, and coming down to the last couple plays, I mean, it was pretty impressive to see. Hey, I'm, I got the opportunity to go score in the Super Bowl, but they had worked on that situation, that situational football, to say. Don't score! Don't give Philly! Don't give those weapons the ball with any time left. And Philly had what one play, and they couldn't quite get the Hail Mary out there. I mean, that was some awesome football. Like watching that, I watched it with all our coaches, and we were grubbing on some Vaqueros Texas barbecue. By the way, when we were uh, when we were watching the Super Bowl, as a shout our out. new sponsor, our new sponsor of the five is one. Uh, and with that being said, podcast, Vicaro's Texas Barbecue crushed it with the bis- uh, brisket this weekend. But that was some awesome football that we were watching. And, you know, just to see how much that meant to those teams and those fan bases, those are two pretty passionate fan bases. I mean, I was lucky enough to play for a hot second for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um And, but to see the emotion of, you know, Coach Sirianni listening to the national anthem. By the way, which was an incredible rendition. Oh man, um, Chris
1: Stapleton. I Jesus. mean, that thing rocked,
0: Killed boys. It. That was awesome. But to see Nick, to see Nick Sirianni tearing up, that wasn't just about that anthem. That's about everything that went into ball to get to that point, too for him to get that job and to struggle and to build that franchise back up and how hard it is for that season. And you break it down into one final series, guys, that was pretty awesome. Just like I got goosebumps thinking about that Super Bowl. That was a pretty awesome just event and spectacle.
1: Yeah, no. And, I mean, for uh, <clears throat> for the first that happened, right, it was the first time two black quarterbacks going against each other ever Black History Month, right? Shout out to Black History Month. But it, that, that even, you know, for that to be like a first in the game. And then two brothers playing each other, like in the game. You know, we had uh, the – wasn't the Harbaugh brothers? Didn't they coach against each other? That was as close as we got to it. But this being actual guys out there. And <clears throat> I don't know if you guys uh, – if you watched the, the little clip of uh, the Kelsey mom – When she went to be with Travis, then she went to be with Jason and just all that love. Like you're all like, golly, that's when, you know, like football for a lot of us, it is just, it's so passionate. It's such a big part of our lives. And for them to like really show it, like uh, there is an actual clip like showing how much love that game is able to bring people and how much uh, we all care about it. So it was sweet. It was wild.
2: It was, it was, it was really awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. Like, you know, it, it, it showed a lot of what we want out of football. And I think it, it showed also a little bit of how this season was with it. Um, And, but it, you know, to have, you know, two guys going at it as quarterbacks in, in, you know, in Hertz and in Mahomes, you know, very similar, but very different. I mean, Mahomes, I mean, come on. I mean, this guy's rushing on a high ankle sprain, you know, and, and putting it on the line. And I hate to say that because I'm not really a Casey fan, uh, <laughs> but I am a fan of good football and I'm, I'm I'm a fan of of guys, you know, putting 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 it out there and, and giving it all and leaving it on the field. And that's what we saw. We saw a lot of those things. McKinnon, we talked about that, you know. But then we also see the brothers, right? <clears throat> and we see them. You know, they're they're celebrating each other throughout the whole season, right? And they're they're building up on this, and and you know, they've got an awesome podcast too. Not 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 we're giving free shout outs or anything like that, but you know they got an awesome podcast. But the fact that like you know Jason was celebrating tra- Travis and Travis celebrating Jason, and then it's like all right, this week we're not celebrating each other, but then they come together at the end, you know. And and you know I don't know if you guys saw the clip there when they did come together, and uh, I think NFL Films had the mic and everything in there, but it was. Travis had a hard time. You know, like he was celebrating. He just won the Super Bowl and everything, but he had to sit go through that moment and seeing his brother lose the Super Bowl. And and I think that brings <laughs> the humanistic side to this game and and everything like that. But I mean, what do you guys think about as far as like Jason, uh, K- Jason Kelsey? Like he's undecided if he's coming back and he's an offensive lineman. So, like that he's our guy, right? He's he's he, he's he is not our guy. sure if he's gonna he's not sure if he's coming back. You know, so, what do you think? Is he gonna come back?
1: Jason Kelsey is our guy, right <laughs> I mean at least for me that's that's the person i see i fanboy right I'd be a little kid again with a with a sharpie and a t- shirt hoping to god he'd give me an autograph <laughs> I, I If Jason Kelsey wants to call it, he's done enough for the league he's he's put his you know his body on the line for how many snaps he doesn't need to be back in there uh it was twelve years eighteen sacks. Right. It was something like five thousand seven. I don't remember exactly how many snaps he did, but it's like the guy's done it. Okay, he is going to be a Hall of Famer. We all know that. So if he wants to go back out there and give another year, obviously he can. He still is still bullying whoever he wants out on the field. If he wants to put his body out there, go for it. If he doesn't, I respect the man. So (laughs) he's done enough for the old line and he's given us enough to talk about for years. I have been watching and studying
0: these two offensive lines throughout our entire offseason as we prep and get ready for the XFL. These were the best two offensive lines out there playing. I know disrespect to the other teams, the other units, there's some great players out there, but these were the best two units. And when you look at guys like Kelsey, who is as powerful as he is, I mean, he was a walk on at Cincinnati and coming into college and kind of ate his way and worked his way and grew his way into being an offensive lineman and to be how dominant that he is at the game at this level. He's got a great football IQ and it's really cool to see the guys that just, you can tell that's a dude you want to hang out with. Like that's a guy that you just want to go, go to dinner, hang out, be around guys like that because when you try to build a unit with an offensive line, which we're trying to do here in the XFL, you want to be able to create a unit that just knows how to communicate. And a guy like Lane Johnson, you know, Mylotta and all those guys, you know, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see groups come together. And especially when they're going to sing a Christmas album together this year, hey, like kill you, it,
1: you, you <laughs> absolutely give,
0: kill it. You got to give it up for those dudes. They're having a blast. <laughs> And they're straight murdering people like they are just putting body bags on the field because they love to play physical. But the thing that I've noticed watching them and really studying them on coaches film, not just watching the games, is they don't do a ton. Like they're super simplistic within what they do. Now they got a bunch of formations and motions and all that. And they've got a freak as a quarterback to have him back there gives defenses. They put they put defenses on notice. And so it's really cool to see a guy like that run that offensive line. And then you see the youth, the up-and-coming group of, like, the Creed Humphrey, the Oklahoma grad alum that's that's kind of running the show for uh, for the Chiefs. And that was a totally remade offensive line two years ago. Yep. And I've got to give a total shout-out to Coach Andy Happy, the <clears throat> offensive line coach with the Chiefs. I went and visited them when I was with uh, – a couple of years ago, getting ready to start the XFL season, Gerald, before we started in in, in 2020, I went out with Duke Mannyweather and we spent a couple of days during training camp. And Coach Heck let us visit and sit in meetings and watch practice. It was awesome to see that group, but that was a veteran group. All those guys are now gone and they've totally revamped that offensive line. And so credit to their personnel staff to the coaching staff to remold that and rebuild it and to see them be one of the top offensive lines and take them right down to the end and win it because they they kind of imposed their will at the end of that Super Bowl that four minute drive they kind of laid it out out there on the field and said we're going to go pounding this and we took our time and kicked the field goal to win it that was cool to see as an O-line coach just as an O-line connoisseur to say this is how the way you want to emulate Controlling the clock, even though you didn't have as many snaps as the other team, but they got it done when it came down to it uh, during uh, that four-minute get-it-done
2: time. So that was cool to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let me talk talk to you about this because we're, you know, this might factor into, you know, Travis or I'm sorry, Jason Kelsey decision but you know the Eagles are losing both their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator um, and so they're gonna have to replace those guys so do you think that factors in and how did how do you think that factors into their being able to come back and, and get back into the uh, Super Bowl for next year
1: it just matters what they pick up <clears throat> you pick up a guy that knows the way that that coaching staff has already like ran the show you pick up guys that are like in the in the facilities doing stuff like that. I don't see anything changing. Now if you go out in the street and you try to pick up some person that, you know, quote unquote has the hey, I'm going to break I'm
0: going to break the news right now. Uh-oh. I'm breaking the news right now. So Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach is going to be there. Stoutland University is strong. Like he's one of the best in the game. You're going to hear it from me first. Marcus Brady, who is the offensive analyst right now for the Philadelphia Eagles who was the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. He was on Frank Reich's staff. Nick Sirianni brought him on halfway through the season. And Marcus Brady, I have a ton of respect for. He and I coached together in the Canadian Football League. Uh, Marcus and I won great cups together. He's now an offensive analyst. He'll be the next offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. You heard it here first. I have no knowledge. No one leaked it to me. But I know those guys see things eye to eye. When Shane Steichen left and just got the head job um, with the Indianapolis Colts, and Steichen was a player of mine. Steichen played at UNLV. He was one of our quarterbacks at UNLV when I was coaching for John Robinson. He probably won't hire me because I got him hit too much when he was a
1: quarterback. (laughs) 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 What a vendetta guy. No (laughs) doubt. But, hey, I
0: love Steichen. He's a great young offensive coordinator. He's a stud. So, the coaching carousel will have something to do with guys, whether they play free agency, coming back. There's no doubt. But I don't see Kelsey going anywhere. He is the linchpin to that offensive line. Travis, like he's the dude that stirs the drink for that offensive line. And I, I see more balls still left in him. I give him two to three more years. And or he can go out whenever he wants. If he decides to retire, God bless him. He's one of the best in the game. But I love watching that dude play ball.
1: They brought in so one of the guys right behind him, Cam Jergens. We'll have to have him on. He'll definitely get on. But and that that would be just to be able to get his like you know pieces of what Jason Kelsey's like. That'd be fun. I'm gonna have to set that up. That's easy.
2: So now that we're on we're on the role of uh, Crystal Balling and and making predictions. <laughs> breaking news on. Uh, with that being said, um, let's talk about the other the other team is Eric B going to be the offensive coordinator for the Kansas city chiefs next year, or is he going to get a shot? Or is he not, let me, let me pose this question. Is he not taking his shot because he wants the right opportunity? Where, why would you want to leave Andy?
1: Why Andy Reed, that that guy, I, I wouldn't want to go anywhere. He, he does things and it's every single year I watch, uh, well obviously for the Super Bowls that he's been in but just throughout the games he does things that I just sit there I go wow I can't believe I would have never thought I've never thought of that right when he put old boy in motion to be able to because he knew they were in a man but he knew if he did a sprint motion they are going to try to uh, they are going to try to follow and then pop him right back out hit him with the bubble with you know a naked bubble and have him run it in do it twice and it worked I was like If you're a coach and you did not take notes on that to be able to throw that into your playbook, you're crazy. That was one of the coolest, like, offensive plays, just, I mean, the mindset, like, for him to understand the game so well, it's just baffling. I wouldn't want to leave. If he leaves, he leaves. That's on him. He does what he wants to do. But I would rather just sit and keep taking in as much as I can from a guy like that. That's on me.
0: I I would say just – You know, the was the hot name a few years ago to be a head coach. And he is so dynamic. And and a lot of people have questioned, is he truly calling the plays or is Andy Reid calling the plays? When you look at the sideline, they show Andy Reid. There are certain times that he calls the plays, but there are certain other times when they cut over and he's not saying a word on the mic. And you know, the calling it. And I think that's one of the things like you have certain coordinators that maybe might have it in title, but they're not calling it. They might be the offensive organizer. Hey, they help put the thoughts together. They might do the red zone. Like I've heard people have head coaches or coordinators. Maybe they'll call the situations. They might call the red zone or they might have third down, or they might have, you know, a certain aspect of the game, the the four minute, whatever it may be. The enemy's calling the plays and the, offensive just innovation that you see from the Chiefs is really cool. Now, he's got a lot of toys to play with. When you got Mahomes and my man Juju out doing his thing, I heard some guy when we were watching the game, he was like, Juju sucks. How come he's not with the Steelers anymore? He didn't do anything for Pittsburgh. My man caught 100 balls for the Steelers and got paid. So when you have toys like that and you've got the guys in the backfield like McKinnon and the offensive line you have – It's really fun to play with, and they're so innovative on offense. I don't know that the enemy goes anywhere. There are no more head jobs. They're all closed up. They're all done. And I don't know why you would want to leave to go be a coordinator somewhere else um, unless you feel like, hey, I've kind of done all I need to do, and I want to go spread my wings and go do my own thing. But would he have been or is he the next if Coach Prime leaves when Coach Prime goes to Florida State in two years? Is he the next guy at Colorado? Yeah, I was going to say. He's he's just, does he just sit and wait? Does he want to mess with that? Or does he just <clears throat> love the pro game? I mean, that's the fun part of, of kind of the speculation and coaching. Who in, in one year ago, who in their right mind would have said Matt Rule, Nebraska, Prime, Colorado? Are you kidding me? No. Lincoln Riley a year and a half ago at SC? Come on. Like, you never know where people are going to be. We're just talking about three schools that we have common knowledge but it's, you never know where the game of football is going to take you. And which is cool about the relationship that we all have. I mean, Travis, your son and my son played football together in high school. And now I'm a huge fan of Connor and what he's doing and what he's building. And he's a Joe Moore award winner. That's pretty cool. And Gerald, for our relationship, i tried to recruit you, couldn't pull (laughs) you in. I didn't have enough bags, but I got to coach you in the XFL and, and, you know, it's just cool to see the relationships and how fun um, college pro and high school football, you just build a relationship and there's nothing like the offensive line. So I know I went on a little long tirade there, but I, I think the it's his choice because he's one of, the, one of the greats in the NFL, that's for sure.
1: You're talking about greats in the NFL. Let's talk about greats in the XFL, right? So uh, <laughs> we got Jonathan Heimbach, guy is going to destroy Right with that offensive line coming out with the renegades. It's gonna be crazy for all the people that are gonna be able to tune in. We um the, the first game Saturday, isn't it? Am I wrong?
0: It's it's going down this Saturday, man. Going
1: down Saturday. You gotta be able to tune in, okay? Be able to watch everything that they got going down there in Texas, all right, in Arlington. Uh, we were gonna do a soft little shout out to the USFL. Theirs is uh starting in April as well, but The big one that we want to talk about is the XFL. We got all these ties to the XFL. Uh, Coach Jaime, he was uh, in XFL 1. I was in XFL 2. And now he's coaching in XFL 3, right? Is XFL going to be able to to hold itself, keep itself going? Because, I mean, everybody wants to see the XFL. Everybody loves hearing that the XFL is popping up. I I was down there talking to uh, a couple of the guys, and they were – they were like, well, at least we got the XFL next. And I was like, that's great. You know, I love that even the pro guys they're in their heads, they're all like, we got more football to watch. And I know that's how every fan is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you, hit it, it, you hit it on the head there. You know, we've got XFL this weekend, you know, and, and our, our guy, Coach Jaime, is going to be the headliner there, shouting it out. And uh, so, let, you know, let's talk about it. Let's dig into that, man. Let's bring, let's bring it in. With that, yeah. and this part, this part of the show is going to be brought to you by Zoa Energy Drinks. Uh, I think Coach Jaime's got one right there. Uh, they are crafted to help you reach your potential and inspire others to reach there. There, there it is. There it is. There
0: I'm it reaching is. my potential. Here we He's go. reaching his hey potential.
2: I, I just Seriously, got a
1: solo cup. That's all. There,
0: there, there are <laughs> Zoa Energy Drinks like on every corner in the hotel, in the meeting rooms, in the. It's like the new alternative uh, energy drink. So, you know, yeah, I, if you're not. Go ahead. Yeah. You no, know, I'm just I got to be careful. I don't drink one past three o'clock or I don't go to sleep. <laughs> like it's like we're a little late on the podcast right now. And boys, it, it may be an all nighter uh, putting this <laughs> putting this final game plan together. But, you know, it's, it's this league. I, first off, the last thing I want to be as a headliner. No one needs to know. Coach Jaime, because no one wants to know the offensive line coach.
1: Know the offensive line coach, guys. If he does bad, now you know his name,
2: okay? Now you know what he looks like. You got everything. Here's the thing, though, right? It's the XFL. We're going to be able to know Coach Jaime, and we're going to be able to know a lot of people up close and personal because what is the XFL going to bring to us that we don't get to see in other leagues? Yeah, in-game interviews. So when, when that happens, right, Those mics are going to be right there. Coach Timey may be in a position where he has to say, you know what? You guys just ran that ball down their throats, and you did it in what looks like two plays. You did a whole drive in two plays, two running plays, behind that (laughs) offensive line. What did you feed these guys? And he's going to say, we fed them the caros, Texas-style barbecue. Hey, shout out to them real quick, because they're right up the road from the Arlington Renegades, 20 miles north. Look at that. Go get you some Texas-style barbecue, the same barbecue that the XFL renegades ate during Super Bowl. The coaches ate ate good. I'm waiting for mine to come in the mail. I know it's going to come. But go check them out, 214-532-4244. They'll hook you up, tell them Coach Jaime sent you. But really, the mics, I think that's going to be awesome because I can't wait, Gerald, to to, to be able to see our Coach Jaime being asked a question when he's trying to break down for the next series you know break down what do we do right what do we do wrong you you've been there i've seen it right I, i've seen it up close and personal but you've been there on the sidelines when you're trying to prep but you've got something that the XFL is bringing that the other leagues don't have, right? And it's that those those interviews right there. What do you how, you guys both have have been there? How do you feel about that? Like you're trying to play a football game and you've got some guy putting a mic in front of your face mid game. you like, hey, how was that drive?
1: I mean, uh, <clears throat> I do want you to be ready. It's going to be about halftime uh, when they come in. They're going to be like, uh, so Coach Heimbach, how do you already have 500 yards rushing? You know, I just I don't know. It's it's what I do. It's what I do. And uh, I'm not changing up for anybody. You you go ahead and tell them what you got to tell them whenever it comes to that. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to the cameras being on the sidelines live and impersonal as quick as they want to be, do whatever they want to do. Uh, that's different. Uh, the one thing I remember that they told us, they they had the little media guy come in to talk to us about all this stuff. He was like, um, now when the cameras are in front of you, we want you to be yourselves, but you can't be yourself so much. And I laughed at that. I was like, that's so stupid. But, I mean, serious, like, you know, you're on a football field, and for all the people that play football, you know how passionate you get. You're, you're losing your mind throughout the whole thing. I mean, half the, you know, you're either the, the ammonia's got you going or it's going to be the uh, – <laughs> the adrenaline like between those two things that's what keeps you like moving around and for somebody to put a camera in my face I don't know exactly how I do it uh coach Jaime God bless you and I hope it all works out
0: appreciate that now that you're just a casual fan out there just you you know watching us but I'm excited to be involved with the XFL for the third time played in the first one coaching the second one with Gerald and uh it's really been fun to put this group together. We've been in camp for five weeks and the clock is ticking. We had a really good practice today. The guys are really firing on all cylinders because I will tell you this, we probably had our worst practice yesterday and our best practice today. So hopefully we're trending in the right direction. Um, It's cool. They painted the field. It's ready to go. Um, And it's exciting to see Saturday going to kick off. It's it's 3 p.m. Eastern on ABC. So Disney – is our uh, is who's going to um um cover the league so it's espn it's abc it's fx it's it's all the disney affiliates
1: mickey mouse owns everything that's
0: right God. there's no <laughs> doubt um but we also are owned by Dwayne the rock johnson um and our chairwoman is his ex-wife um danny garcia and then the big money that's coming in the huge investor is Redbird Capital and Redbird Capital owns uh, AC Milan, the pro soccer team. So this is some deep pockets in this league. And I know there have been other leagues. I've been involved in pretty much every single one of them. Um This is staying power. When you have ESPN and Disney and Redbird Capital and the production, I guess, extravaganza of a personality like Dwayne, the rock Johnson backing this thing. The, 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 and I'll just look at it from the inside out, letting you guys know the food is top notch. The housing is great. The gear, we're totally sponsored by Under Armour. Like everything is first class. It's about as big time as you could ever get. And the production value when they stick a microphone in the quarterback's face, when he comes off the field from throwing a pick or when they pump in the actual play calls, when you're an audience, you're going to be able to hear the actual play calls. Now, which sucks for us as coaches, because in two weeks, we got to change all our language, all our terminology, because as soon as you say, you know, the play call and the formation and the motion or, or the check and the blitz, everybody's going to know what it is because there's coaches up in the box listening also. So that's kind of the gamesmanship. This thing's got to change because You've got a behind-the-curtain look at what pro football is, and everybody's very secretive in the football world. There will be no secrets in XFL 3.0. point It's going to be an all-access pass, not only on game day, but I know they're doing kind of a hard knocks. It will be on ESPN. I think it's on ESPN2. They're doing what they call Player 54, and The Rock is, is kind of leading this thing up because – there's 53 guys on an NFL roster. Well, the 54th guys are all starting in the XFL right now. And so it's pretty cool to see. I've got players on my offensive line. One of them has six years of pro NFL experience. So I've got guys that this is their first pro ball experience and some that have multiple years as a vet in the league. And they just want to continue playing and they love playing ball. So, Travis, this is going to be a fun experience. It's going to be fun to, uh, to see what it looks like. but hopefully. You will not see the offensive line coach on the sideline. You do not need to talk to the O line coach. They are super boring. There's nothing exciting about them.
2: Let's let's expand a little bit on on what we're going to be able to see and what the XFL is going to bring to us. You talked about some familiar faces, you know, guys, the 54 guys on there. There's I, I saw to just today that uh, the Saint the the Saints have 24. Former guys on the roster that are in the XFL. Uh, you got guys like Josh Gordon, that, uh, who's with the Seattle Sea Dragons. You've got Paxton Lynch with the Orla- Orlando Guardians. And check this out, Gerald, you've got two time BCS quarterback national champion, AJ McCarron, who's what going to heck? be quarterbacking the St. Louis Battlehawks. I mean, time. come on now. <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, those are just some name, just some of the names. Go out there, go to xfl.com. You can look at the rosters. You could see, you know, our 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 guy, Coach Jaime, on the on the Renegades there. But let's talk a little bit about what we're going to see that's going to be different. I've got four items that I, I've actually five items that I picked up that that I want to pick your guys' brains and and definitely get your guys' experience. What we can we expect to see as fans? Uh, first off. Challenges. Coaches can challenge any play, any call, any anything. It's not just certain things. So as a coach, how is that going to open up the game and dictate how things change? And then the, the follow-up question, Gerald, as a player, how does that make you feel that, you know, some of these plays that we just talked about at the NFL, now they could be actually challenged?
0: I think the big thing for the coaches standpoint, I don't know how much the challenge is going to come into play, Travis, just because every play is going to be video reviewed. Like they have cameras all over the place. We're going to have access on the field to watch video as coaches in the booth different than the NFL. Um, So I think our challenge and review board, they'll make the calls and they'll probably buzz down and say, Hey, we need to take another look at that. That guy really did have a false start. There was a PI or, that guy was lined up in the neutral zone. So the coaches, I don't know that it's going to be free reign to just throw challenge flags all over the place because of the amount of cameras that are on there that, that they're going to be watching all across the field. So, um, But it is nice to have that one in your hip pocket if you need to say, hey, let's take another look. I thought that guy grabbed or tugged on it or, you know, that was, that was one that we want to challenge that it wasn't a penalty. I think that's something that it's nice to have in your in your back pocket.
1: Are you able to are you able to challenge if it's holding? When I say that like okay, so that's that. Yeah, okay. thing. Well, first of all,
0: this is gonna slow it's gonna <laughs> slow see, the only, game. Only, only defensive holding, not offense, by the way.
1: That's where I was <laughs> see, that's where my mind was. I was like, hold on, now you get like a guy comes, I was like, had a really good block. And then here comes a challenge flag. And then, you know, they're, they're trying to break up. The, oh, he had him for the last, you know, 0. .2 seconds. The ball was coming out of the guy's hand. And they were saying, oh, that's a hold. We're
0: not touching the offensive holding, not at all.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. And the second thing is, I mean, that's going to, that might slow it down a little bit,
0: right? No, the games are going to run fast. They actually are doing a nice job with the timing of the games. They understand It's hard for people. We're all ADD. The games are going to be done in under three hours. It's going to be a two and a half hour event. So they really are going to work the clock. I think there's going to be some in-game advertising rather than the long commercial breaks. It's going to be very fan friendly and appealing to people to watch and even better to be live and in person. So um, the difference in the XFL from the USFL is all the games are going to be in home cities, home locations. So we play at Choctaw Stadium right here in Arlington, which is the old Texas Rangers stadium right across from AT&T and Globe Life where the Rangers play now. Um, Seattle's going to play up in Seattle. DC's in DC, so on and so forth. Vegas is going to play in Vegas. So we're going to have home crowds different than the USFL. They try to keep costs down. They just played in Birmingham. So that's why we had kind of had the hometown advantage when I coached in Birmingham last year. So you've got eight, incredible environments. I mean, think about St. Louis, the Rams fans. They're just hungry for football. Always in San San Antonio, San Antonio is going to go off. So it's going to be fun to play in those hostile environments for sure.
1: Well, that's the one thing I was uh, when I was watching the USFL last year. uh, I was like. I, I understood them not putting the games, you know, I understood the money that they were going to be able to save and all these things, but I mean, for the fans, right? You you can't have a you can't be a real fan of a team that doesn't play at your stadium. At least in my eyes, I, I think that's like the best thing ever that you're going to be able to go to all these different places, and allows the guys to see uh, different cities they've never seen, right? Like uh, college, NFL, uh, XFL, all that time I had in the leagues. Um, I loved it because when we when we got a chance to go see a different stadium, when we got a chance to uh, feel a different environment, hear the different chants, all the different, you know. Uh, you just wanted albums. to go to a
0: new club uh, the night before. So I understand. <laughs> I get it. You just want, you just want to go when spread the it?
1: Yeah, when I can spread the love, you know, i be able to go out to all these different clubs, do all the crazy stuff, and then somehow show up, half one eye closed, the other eye open kind of thing. You know, that was the best part of it.
0: Okay, <laughs> moving on, moving on, Travis. We don't need to. We don't need to dive into this,
2: Gerald. Well, let's hey, let's talk about that interaction though. Let let's talk about what the what the XFL is going to bring into, uh, you know, bridging that gap between. The players and coaches and, and the fans, you know, there's there's three things I think that are really important with this. One, the replay communications are going to be available for broadcast. So those those talks that are happening during the replays that we don't get to hear and see, we could you know we can put the the, the the bad lip reads above it, but but now we're going to be able to see it. What goes into those? There's there's the the uh, the headsets, right? So each team gets 15 headsets, 15 Gerald headsets to use as comms. During the game. So like you, it's not like you've got one and a backup and a backup, but only one could be turned on in in the NFL. You got 15 guys that are going to be. So the play calls, I think that's going to speed up the game because play calls are going to be in there. And then the gambling aspect of it the money part of it, right? The gambling is going to be integrated into the scoreboard on the, t- on the TV. So like, as the game progresses and everything, you know, you're going to see money lines change. You're going to see over unders, you know, as the game, you know, goes through its journey, you're going to see all those things as a fan, Gerald, how, how excited are you to see those components and learn more, be more involved, feel like you're there.
1: All right. All <clears> right. <throat> First of all, I'm going to have to be a player for a second. The uh, 15 headsets on the 15 dumbest guys. All right, let's do that. That's the only way to do it. Because there's nothing worse than you're all like, God, you still don't know what's going on, and you've been playing out? Okay, this is game five, and you, okay. I don't know how you're still out here. Look, we, we finally got headsets for the dummies. Uh, back to being a fan, though. Um, <clears throat> I'll say being able to, to – really get yourself involved. Nobody loves uh, anything more than football and gambling. And for both of those things to be <laughs> right next to each other, they're bouncing back and forth, live bets, everything's rolling, all of that stuff. It's just going to allow people to be more captivated, right? They're going to be so sucked into these games. And for Jaime to say that it's going to be a two-and-a-half to three-hour uh, show, that's going to be perfect. I mean, the timing's going to be perfect. There's going to be a lot of um, a lot of information that – all these uh, sports buffs we all talk about, right? When we're talking about, oh, they did this, this play, this play. For you to be able to actually hear and be able to kind of understand it, uh, definitely for the 100-level football, you know, um, minds out there, it'll be able to allow them to learn a little bit more while the games are going. And uh, I think it's going to be good. It's just going to be a whole lot of fun. And for me, definitely, I'm going to be sitting there uh i can't gamble now that i found out DraftKings, kings fan duel they won't let me gamble so uh i guess i'll just I'll, I'll i'll be sitting there on my hands hoping to god that somebody next to me is ready to get the get the money line going but uh it is going to be fun it's going to be a whole lot of fun to be able to watch and uh see exactly how that all plays out
2: awesome awesome well let's 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 put a cap on this uh, this segment here and and, and like kind of just go the final plug there again. XFL starts off this Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. Um, this show will broadcast way before then. So you're going to be able to get all the information you need. So uh, you've got you got 3 p.m. Vegas Vipers versus our Arlington Renegades. And uh, while you're there, when you get done watching the game, head 20 miles north. Up to uh, Grapevine, Texas. Stop off at 906 John Street there at Grapevine uh, and get you some good old uh, Vaqueros uh, Texas style barbecue. Again, their phone number is 214 532 4244. And then, real quick, Travis, I wanted to,
0: I'm sorry, I wanted to drop in. Not only is is Vaqueros, my man Trey, the owner, and and the, the pit boss over there, the pit master. But they're over at Hoppin Stings Brewery, which is up in Grapevine. It's not far. It's like 20 minutes from where we are in Arlington. And those guys are going to hook up the O-line. The Big Dogs, the Arlington Renegade offensive line, I think is going to make a guest appearance over at Hoppin Sting at the brewery. And they are the exclusive brewers of O-line Mastermind IPA. My man, Duke Manningweather. Shout out to Duke. They've been a huge sponsor. And um they actually – were the caterers and um, exclusive brewer of uh, O Line Masterminds this past year when I got to go to the uh, O Line Summit? So it's cool to see that the tradition continuing, not only with what Duke has built there, but to uh, to follow up with spring football. Man, we got some good people that love ball down here in Texas. So come join us.
2: Nothing better than O beer and barbecue. So, yeah, XFL. 3 p.m. Eastern this Saturday is kicking off. You're gonna have 43 games coming at you this year. 40 regular season games, two playoffs at the at the last weekend of April, and then the t- the tip of the spear, the cap it off, the championship is May 13th. Hopefully, we're gonna see our Renegades in there. Uh, our coach, our own coach Jaime, leading the uh, the uh, the charge there from the offensive line. So um, get 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 on there. Get to watching the XFL um, and uh, we're going to bring it home to five is one and uh, talk a little bit about what's going on. Um, We've got California rolling. Actually, they had a training uh, event tonight. Um, So we're excited to hear what Kyoshi Harris, our our lead trainer out there, lead coach out there in, in, in SoCal. Um, had the boys doing, I've been seeing a lot of good videos on that one. And then he's got a, a another, uh, session, uh, this Saturday, uh, the 18th, right? The 18th, uh, yes. this, this Saturday, Friday, yeah. um, the 18th it's happening. Go see five is one Twitter, Instagram, five is one.com. Um, and you'll be able to, to, to get all the information there with that. If you're an O lineman in Colorado, Come on. I don't know why, I don't know why you're not, Tapping in to my guy right here, Gerald Foster. I mean, you're talking about a guy that played in Nebraska. We're not going to hold that against him. Nebraska's (laughs) got some good guys there. But he's also spent some time with the Washington Redskins. He was coached by our coach, Jaime, with the uh, Orlando Vipers in XFL 2.0. Why would you not want to get some love if you're in Colorado, especially if you're down in the Springs, uh, Fountain Fork, Carson, Mesa Ridge, Vista Ridge, Pine Creek. Like if you're not if you're with those guys, you, you in those teams, like come on now. You gotta come over and get you some love. So what's going on in Colorado?
1: I'm gonna say this. Um, <clears throat> for all the people that kind of have that thought in their head, hey, uh, I don't know exactly what's going on. I've heard good things. If you have any of that, just come out. Come out and see it, right? You can you you can see it for yourself if you don't think that it's worth uh, your time obviously don't come back. I don't need you to be there, but I'm telling you this: we're gonna get in a lot of work. We're gonna be trying to uh, we, we, we try to find ourselves with uh, not only the fundamentals, but we're gonna break it down into our specialties, right? We're gonna be able to find the uniqueness of each, of each player. Uh, everybody does things a little bit different. Um, for all the coaches, you guys understand what I'm saying there. Um, but that's something that you have to be out on the field. That's something that you have to be there for so that we're able to learn together, be able to progress together and move forward. I would love for every old lineman in this uh, in this state to make their way out. It's um, We're going to be working out tomorrow. We're going to be working out, we work out usually Wednesdays, Sundays. If you find yourself with a schedule that's open on one of those two days, Wednesday at 6 p.m., uh, Sunday at 1 p.m., please come out, enjoy yourself. It's going to be a whole lot of fun and we get in good work.
0: What's really cool is is our vision with five is one is to be able to cater the training to each individual player because everybody's different. There might be a first time offensive lineman who's trying to learn the game. There might be a youth player that's just first time ever playing or getting ready to play tackle football or we've had college and pro guys come train with us. And so we really want to be specific to everybody's needs. And I think that's what's neat about what we've been able to build in different locations to be able to come back. I I was able to go back a few weeks ago and watch Gerald's training in Colorado. Um, Coach Stoops let me go back for the weekend. And it was awesome to see the development when kids have been training with you for maybe three months. Yeah. And how much, number one, their bodies have changed how much more body control they have and flexibility. And then the understanding of offensive line play, the footwork that I've seen improve. It is really fun to see. And that's why we coach. We want to help grow the game. And it starts from inside out. There are thousands of seven-on-seven trainers across the country. And that's great. But you got to be able to start from the inside out and start your training from the ground up, from the center snap, to footwork, to splits, to scheme, to evaluation, to understanding defenses, run scheme, screens, pass game, protections, like there's a wealth of knowledge to work with Gerald and to see what Kiyoshi and those guys are doing with the training. That's what I had envisioned, is to enable them to be able to coach and and be really specific to what each player's needs are. So come out, come see five as one. We've got it rocking. It's expanding. It's growing. we got guys from all the way up north in like Boulder area, north of Denver, all the way down to Pueblo. Guys coming coming up to visit with Gerald. And I've got high school coaches wanting to come and spend a weekend or spend four or five days to come be a part of this thing. This is not just players. This is coaches' education. This is bettering the game from the inside out. Because if we don't grow this game from the offensive line, it's going to become a 7-on-7 flag football league. And it's all about controlling the line of scrimmage. And you can't do that with all those drawings and X's and O's on the board if you don't empower your players. And that's what Gerald's doing in Colorado.
2: So we talked about growing it and the vision and everything. Let's talk about that vision. Where, where are we gonna Where are we gonna go next? Where are we gonna see five as one next? Um, you know, where do you guys want to see? I, I know we. You know, last week we had uh, a couple of guys on there from Nebraska. You know, I'm thinking Lincoln, Nebraska might be in 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 the uh, fold there with uh, oh, Mr. Con- Mr. Conrad, possibly. You know, if we can definitely. talk him into it, I think he I think he wants to get a, his his fingers into that. You know, we've talked about some Carolina exposure, uh, Texas as well, um, Nevada. Um, so, like you know definitely reach out comments, you know, send an email uh, out to five is one, hit us up on the website, uh, hit us in the comments section there. Where would you like to see five is one next, whether it'd be a satellite um, deal where we can make that happen or, um, you know, setting up shop and and putting in it, put in there. So, you know, I, I know there's been some discussion about that and it's exciting to see where that goes and definitely would like to see where the interest is at with that. So, um, and with that being said, I want to shout out to our, uh, our sponsors of the show. One last time we've got Exos energy drink, go out to ExosEnergy.com, get you nice flavors. Uh, I think I may have to go, go out there and get me a, a 12 pack, 18 pack. I think is how it comes in. And then again, like, you know, Hey, that, that Vicaro's Texas barbecue, you can go online. I bet you, I bet you, you get a, a good Gerald. I bet you, if you and I can put our money together. Uh-oh. We could probably, we could probably get them to ship some food food up to us.
0: Oh, no, so don't, no, you guys got to come see me. No way. <laughs>
1: no, I love, no. I love everybody else. Everybody else in the nation. Listen, everyone else in the nation, you guys can get this stuff sent to you for us. We're going we to have to go, go all the way down. I'm fine. All right. I want to meet the owner. I want to meet the pit master. I'll come down.
0: You're coming to see my boy, Trey. He is awesome. He is talented. He is going to feed the uh, the Renegades' offensive line this week. This may be a weekly deal. They are the official sponsor of, and with that being said, podcast right now. Because when you take care of the big boys up front, we're going to take care of Vaqueros. So we're going to be regulars over there. We're going to pub them. They do a great job taking care of uh, people here in Texas. You guys got to come. Y'all got to come down to Texas.
1: Well, y'all got to be a- <laughs> Y'all got to come down yonder, look. Hey, I'm
0: trying to fit in around here, you know. But, hey, guys, with that being said, this podcast is is has been awesome, how much it's grown the last couple of weeks with the guests we've had on, Gerald with Blair, uh, the training is going. And, and, Travis, your expertise, you're coming in, your experience with the game. We're going to kind of unfeel some of the layers with maybe talking about, as a parent kind of a power five offensive lineman, and talk about recruiting and how we can help parents, um, not only coaches, but also kids. Like, we want to grow this game. So hit us in the comments. Follow us on social. Five is one um, on Twitter, on IG, on TikTok. Uh, follow us on the YouTube channel. Um, we're we trying to put these podcasts out in a couple of weeks. Hit us with comments. Hit us with questions. What you like, what you don't like. I'm sure we won't change one bit, but we're going to keep, uh, keep <laughs> rocking and rolling. And uh, that's the way we're that's the way we're gonna roll. But guys, it's awesome to have you on. Great to see this thing going. Well, I appreciate the support with the XFL. Tune in this Saturday. Hopefully, it uh, it resembles Paul and we we'll put out a good product. And uh, with that being said, Chael and Travis, appreciate you guys.
1: Always and always, guys. Have a great week.